This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I'm grateful for the life I've had. Don't get me wrong. Most of it's been in Minnesota. I've lived other places for short periods. So it's not that I don't have any gratitude for, for you know, growing up in Minnesota and the culture here and all the rest of it, but it, it just... I just don't want to keep paying for everybody else's uh, putting money in politicians' pockets. I'm sick to death of it. Well, what happened to that $17 billion? Yeah, where'd that had? go? That just all of a sudden, <laughs> we don't hear about that anymore, do we? And I think it got up to $19 billion. Did it get they, that high? I believe oh, so, yeah. $19 billion. You wouldn't want to give it back to the folks, would you? Well, that or, you know, cut the taxes and just dip into that when you need the, right. you know. Ah, that wouldn't make sense. Well, what they do, though, and then the news certainly helps on a national basis. Oh, yeah. They just lie to you about, oh, it's the other guy. It's yeah. the other guy. It's always the other guy it's doing something. <laughs> no, it's not. It's all you guys doing the same thing. I mean, this battle we got at the, at the top with the president and the, the guy running, you know, the hot for being reelected president. All, it's your fault. No, no, it's actually your fault. Like, okay, could you both just take some responsibility yeah. and we could move on? Oh, How God. about that? We need we need another. What is it? Truman had the buck stops here, mm-hmm. accepted the responsibility of what he did. You know, and what happened underneath him. It's like that's what a leader does. Although he did put Social Security in the general, general fund, fund, which wasn't good. But, that was terrible yeah. that he did that, yeah. and he should have never been allowed to do that. But he yeah. had to balance his budget. Yep. So they they all got their. I'm not Republican, Democrat, all of them. You're all a pain in the ass, as far as I'm concerned. Agreed. You know what I mean. Yeah, I think yeah, and then I think we just, I think transparency would be the key, right? Like that if would we're be putting, great. if you're putting money towards this, show me what it is, and I think that would be lovely. You know, I the mysterious numbers that go in and out, and you just go, okay, what what does this translate to? No, well, I, what I love is when they do things they're not telling you they're going to do. Like in, I know in California, they got a huge problem with the windmills because they're killing uh, birds and whales <laughs> and every damn thing else. Like, what? what the hell is what? wrong with? How oh, you don't even know about kill that. A whale? I, I want to know. <laughs> I guess it, uh, there has something to do with the. I don't know what the hell it is, but they're they're killing fish, they're killing birds. Dang oh, a leg. I mean, but well, you I don't mean, hear. See, you don't hear about that, do you? Remember when U.S. Bank Stadium was first up, and they're like, "It is a bird massacre." Oh over yeah, here. Oh, oh, I remember that. God, it's like, what more can this ugly building do for us? That like, is a one. You ever notice that building thing. looks like a Jawa sand crawler from Star Wars? It does. I, I always think it looks just like a cis, uh, like a cyst right on our skin. It just looks a like cyst. Yeah, yes. like an infected <laughs> zit. Just sitting on our skin. I know. The interior of it's beautiful. Another one of those things that was shoved down your throat by the Met Council thing. But the interior is nice. The exterior is hideous. I've I've never been in the building. I've never been in the building. It's a good interior. I don't know that I would ever really care to go into the building. Why? Because the teams are so hot. No, I, I'm I'm a, with Rudy. I'm a Packer fan. So oh, you're. I didn't know you were a Packer. Oh fan. yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful. It's awesome in there. I mean, it is a beautiful stadium in, inside. It is gorgeous. You and especially in the winter, it feels like you're taking a break from winter. It's just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. And when they do the skull chant, I don't even care where you fall. It is impressive. But I was at the Taylor Swift concert there. I had a moment of panic because there were so many people dancing that the the bleachers were swaying Uh-oh. a little bit, Uh-oh. and then I had to, I had to let my logic brain go in, and I said, Brittany, on your average fan, who is bigger, a Viking fan or a Taylor Swift fan? <laughs> 
And I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. <laughs> but, you know, when you first go, I was like, and it was during like the submarine issue where, you know, they were stuck under the water. And I had that thought oh, of yeah. like, oh, yep. God, should I not be here? Like the swaying, I'm terrified. I don't need to be on the news for this. But yeah. Bleachers collapse at the Taylor Swift concert. I was like, News yeah, unless these friendship bracelets are weighing quite a bit, I think uh, I think the the football I, fans I, outweigh them. I think Rudy would agree with me. There's nothing cooler than being at Lambeau Field when it's 30 below zero and that's, everybody's huddled together. That I, sounds I tell, like my hell. I tell people who are not Packers fans or not even football fans, if you just want to go for an experience and do something you've never done that is outstanding, go to Lambeau Field for any game. It doesn't yep. matter who they're playing. Yep. If you don't even like football, go to Lambeau Field, get there early. If, if the game's at noon, go at 9 a.m. There's bands playing, there's tailgating, there's yeah. people just handing out hot dogs and beer bongs. It's great. Yep, it's fun. Oh, it's a, it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been. I've been to Green, Green Bay, but I've never been to the stadium. Good Lord, Thomas. Well, I think it's weirder that you live here and never been to U.S. Bank Stadium. Like, that's insane here, to me. I'm here because a little brown-eyed girl says I'm going to live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason I live in Minnesota. I'm just saying, like, there's. it's weirder that you haven't been to U.S. Bank than you not being going to Lambeau. Like, that to me blows my mind. When, when the... Um, Metrodome was there, and my butt was bigger than the seat. It's like, and I'm not fat. No. It's like, I can't sit there. Yeah. Even going to, I love the the Minnesota Wild. I love hockey. But to go to the XL and try to sit in those chairs is just. You can't do it. It's, I can, but it's miserable. Have you been to a Wild game? Well, yeah, I've been to wild games. I don't go to a lot. I don't go to a lot of sporting events anymore. I don't go to a lot of wild games at all. And the only yeah. time I have is when we've had this like different suites at different radio yeah, companies. Yeah, a lot of that. But I, I've never had like a like a watching the puck kind of experience because it's always in a suite and you feel like you're so far away from the action. I feel like it would be super fun to be near the actual game because I definitely. It was. Cheryl and I went and saw the Wild play the Coyotes at mm-hmm. the Mullet Arena. Mm-hmm. 5,000 people, and we sat on bleachers in the student section. Best hockey experience of my life. Really? Oh, it was phenomenal. We were, well, there's only like 15, 20 rows, something like that. And really? It's, oh, we sat in the very back. I had a backrest and a bleacher. I had all the room for my big old wide behind that I needed. Nice. It was beautiful. And That's it was so much fun. Know. You could see the players sweating practically. It's Your experience sounds like what I needed my experience when I was pregnant. Like, you have a pregnant woman's body saying, like, <laughs> I had a backrest. I had a wide enough seat. <laughs> I just want you to know, like, you literally sound like a very pregnant woman. And I love that for you and us. Well, there you have it. I, I do like that. It never really crossed over into the NBA. Maybe it did, but I just didn't pay attention. But as far as... It's definitely the Packers and Vikings is the biggest rivalry, no question oh, about yeah. that. It's, yeah. I don't think the other sports even get close. Chicago, you know, and it's funny because Wisconsin is split in like half. The lower southeast corner and bottom half absolutely hate the Chicago Bears. Oh yeah, There's... it is. It's the oldest rivalry in football. Well, it's halfway to Chicago. Well, yeah, and it's like 
and then the upper half, oh, them Vikings, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, it's... But how lame that our rivalry isn't... It's like when you find out your best friend has an actual best an actual best friend. Like, our rivalry here in Vikings, we always think, oh, yeah, we hate the Packers. And the Packers are like, actually, we have a bigger enemy than yeah, we, you. We don't care. Like, <laughs> that seems so painful. Like, they... Our rivalry isn't even our... On their radar at all. No, that, that's hurtful. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. that's the way it goes. God, I'm so concerned about it. I can it. tell you're just sweating it up. I've never given a rat's ass who, who follows what. Good right. for you. I just, uh, I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I don't know if the Vikings will ever win a Super Bowl as long as I'm alive. I thought 40 years ago they would, but then they didn't. Then so they what didn't. are you going to do? Yeah, it's... I mean, 1977 was the last, the last time they were there. That's unbelievably horrible, horrible delivery. And I guess that's the problem I have with sports right now. And I'm, look, I still love the Twins no matter what they do. I just, I can tolerate the Vikings some years. I've loved them at times too. But it's just, I'm more, I love playing football because I'm better at that than I am at baseball. <laughs> so, but I, I do. I love the Twins and what they're doing to me right now. Let's win five. Then let's get slaughtered three games in a row by a horrible, horrible baseball, baseball team. team. Detroit sucks. Yeah. They and do. they're just kicking our ass. Thank yeah. God we moved on today. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I, rivalries, I, didn't that start at the, like the college level, I suppose? I think so. Yeah. Probably. Your college isn't as good as my college. and <laughs> Probably. I went to college for one day, so I never had anything to do with when, that. Yeah, and when I was in high school wrestling, we had rivals that we'd... Oh, really? For wrestling and football, you know. Yeah, because, I mean, North High School, the, the number one rival was supposed to be Edison High School over northeast Minneapolis, mm-hmm. but I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it just never had any impact that no. I can remember. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> any more for me, football is... When they started, it became all about showing up the other guy. Yeah, you know, look at me and all the, you know, Billy White Shoes Johnson started that how many years ago? The dances in the end zone. And I remember how much me, Bud loved that. Oh boy, Bud was a huge fan of watching the ball, him. Barry, pull up Barry Sanders. <laughs> hand the ball to the ref. Yep. Act like you've been there before, and you'll be back again. It is an interesting sport, and now because the mammoth size of athletes, it's amazing to watch sports now. Mm-hmm. Professional sports. Those guys and women are so incredibly... Well, that woman that was in... What was she, in China? They kept her in China for a while. Oh, Brittany Griner? She was about your size, wasn't she? She's like 6'7 or something. Holy yeah, Christ, is she big. Yeah. I mean, I, I that's... Human beings didn't used to be that big no. back in the day. No. But we, were, we were freaks of nature back then, for sure. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, there was one story I wanted to get to on the, uh, I think it's on the complete sheet, or maybe you put, you maybe put it up on the, uh, the other one, Brittany, but uh-huh. I want to track it down. I wanted to get to this story. I'll, it'll take me a second. Just think amongst yourselves for right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's, you could, uh, do you remember what it was about? I could give you a hint where it's at. No, I'm okay. just checking it right now. So, oh, here it is right here. I don't... <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but have you ever uh, sent a text and autocorrect completely changed the meaning? Uh, this might be the most epic example we've ever seen. A woman near Allentown, Pennsylvania, recently texted a friend, I think I just pooped myself, except she used the S word, not poop. Unfortunately, autocorrect changed it to, I think I just accidentally shot myself. 
Oh. Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. That's quite a big difference. That's a leap. That's a leap. It's like, I shit myself to I shot myself. Okay, my nanny kids. <laughs> my nanny kids, the kids I used to nanny for, they were teenagers, and they were straight up ninjas about messing with your phone. And the one thing they used uh. to do all the time is go in my phone and then their mom's phones and switch oh the word recipe to shit. So you'd write, hey, can you give me that cookie shit you were talking about the other day? <laughs> and I would send it and go, what the hell? That's pretty funny. Actually. And they had that going on because we were constantly, they'd, you know, um, she'd send me a recipe for something to make that night. And he'd be like, here's that chilly shit you were talking, like, we need you to make. <laughs> and we're both like, why is this happening? And it would be like, That's you know, terrible. the most innocent conversation with like your grandma, like you're about to send is like, hey, do you have our family's recipe or, you know, our shit for, uh, you know, this or that. And it was the worst. Real, like, And all of a sudden, Ethan, like one month in was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we did that. It was hilarious, but also mm-hmm. literally ruined my life for a month. <laughs> yeah. So how did I see? I, I would have no idea how to do that. I know. So if somebody did that to you, it's, it, there's a whole setting. You have to go to like settings, text, things like that. And all of a sudden elaborately going into it and mm-hmm. where it's at will automatically switch your word up. I mean, you have the option to go back, but if you're sending something really quick, it just sends and you're screwed. Yeah, that would suck when you send out that old text that says, sorry, I can't share that bean recipe because it's an old family shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't see, yeah. No, it would say, I can't yeah, send that bean, bean shit, shit because it's an old fashioned oh, shit. Right, it would, yeah. It, it was literally ingenious. <gasps> and mm-hmm. freaking Ethan Garlock, he was a... Oh, mom. throw him under the bus. Or and, and Ethan would always change my background screen to whatever. He'd take a random picture. It was just like an unflattering of me, like when I'm like really grabbing something in the back cupboard. And then he would switch my background, my wallpaper on my phone to it. They were monsters. <laughs> Giving them my phone code was the biggest mistake of my life. Monsters, I say. Monsters. We have to take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to be talking some sports here. Coming up in just uh, minutes from now, score North Phil Mackey. Kent Herbeck will be talking. We have to talk about the Twins. Mm. Son of a... Maybe you can get Kent to talk about the Vikings or something. Yeah, there you go. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard here for Power Lodge and Miller Marine. Attention all power sports enthusiasts. This August, we invite you to celebrate with Power Lodge as they hit a major milestone. 25 years of bringing action and excitement to Minnesota as your go-to destination for all things marine and power sports. To say thank you, each of their locations will host a local community appreciation day. Join Power Lodge in Brainerd, Ramsey, Onamia, or St. Cloud as they roll out the red carpet with delicious food, amazing prizes, fantastic giveaways, and unbeatable special pricing. As the grand prizes, they'll be raffling off a variety of Polaris ATVs and snowmobiles. Check out PowerLodge.com for event dates near you. This Saturday, the 12th, join Hubbard. That's tomorrow, of course. Join Hubbard and Ramsey and Power Lodge from noon to 2, win uh, Tom Bernard and score North swag. Plus, someone who registers to win on Saturday will score a pair of Gophers Cornhusker home opener football tickets. Lower level seats on a 50-yard line. You'll have a great time. Follow Power Lodge on social media as they unveil 25 days of deals on the latest off-road and on-road vehicles, boats, and supplies from the top brands in power sports. That's right, 25 days of back-to-back incredible offers. You will not want to miss this. Mark your calendar for this Saturday and get in on the action during the 25th anniversary Power Lodge where throttle therapy begins. I'm here talking with my friends Michael Bilski and Brad Huckle of North American Banking Company. Guys, it seems like banking has changed quite a bit since you first opened your doors in 1998. 
Yes and no. In 98, we didn't have online and mobile banking like we do today. Many banking processes have also changed. One thing that hasn't changed is we still provide a true community bank experience right here in the Twin Cities. Our team takes the time to get to know our customers and their goals. This creates a relationship that is unique in banking today and one our customers appreciate. It's why we like to say we provide a better banking experience. You're absolutely right, Brad. I've been a customer for a long time. The service your team provides is phenomenal. Thanks, Tommy. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. There's plenty of thoughts that come into your head when you think the name Killebrew. Of course, there's the Minnesota baseball legend, Harmon, who was responsible for many a favorite memory at the old Met Stadium in Bloomington, and many a baseball that ended up in the stands and in the gloves of adoring fans from his home runs. There's Killebrew Drive, the legendary road that connects Highway 77 to the Mall of America, and a day of shopping you'll never forget. My current thoughts for the name Killebrew is fun floats in our kitchen with my kids and grandkids, a cool, refreshing break in between innings at Target or CHS Field, or maybe a perfect sunset paired with a sweet, frothy beverage after fishing or on your favorite walleye lake. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda. Grab a six-pack at a grocery or convenience store near you. I'm Tom Bernard. This spring and summer, enjoy the one Killebrew root beer and cream soda. Gluten and caffeine-free with a generous portion of delicious thrown in. Killebrew, where memories are created and legends are made. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Uh, anyway, I was talking about being at Jack's last night with a bunch of friends. Love Jack's over Northeast Minneapolis on University. But as I'm leaving, I walk past this table of four men and four women. And as I'm walking by, the woman looks up at me and goes, Tom Bernard did not retire. <laughs> like, what the hell? You're reading back liners to me now? I love that. <laughs> That's commitment. It was hilarious. Was it Amy? Was Amy just sitting in there doing the? <laughs> yeah, there no. She's down. What? She's in Dallas at some Dallas for morning show boot camp. Morning show boot camp. Mm-hmm. That's what oh it is. wow. Have you guys ever been to morning show boot camp before? No. no. Oh yeah. What's it like? I got forced to go many a times. Why? What happens, y'all? I've never been to morning show boot camp. You all just like trudge into a room and. Uh, like do push-ups together or what uh, What happens? Well, you're down there to learn, but really what you're doing is networking for your next radio job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> What do they try to tell you to do because they're doing it wrong? I, this is no joke. You will literally go into like symposiums and they will go, this is what we did on our show. And then everybody writes it down 
and then you go back to whatever market it is, and then you do the same exact thing that somebody else did in like Charlotte or Dallas or Houston mm-hmm. or Seattle, and it's just the great big radio ripoff. That's all it is. You're just doing it. You just go and they, hey, you, they try to sell you on stuff. We can get you, you know, show prep. We can get you guests, whatever oh, it is. Sure. And then, yeah, I don't know. And some of those things, I'm like. Did Tom Bernard, did Howard Stern, did Adam Carolla ever attend a morning show boot camp? Probably not. This is is made for guys that are like, you know, in market 186, you know. But basically, um, Amy is down there right now handpicking her next morning show. Yeah. That's what she's doing. Not for us. Indeed. But for another station. Indeed, it's all true, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, if I went to morning show boot camp, I would leave and do the exact opposite of whatever they told me to do. Literally. I know you would. Yeah. Because they're just, they're never right about that. You know, get a cowbell. Yeah, I want you to blow it out your ass. Oh, there was one lady <laughs> oh, who God. tried to tell me that a we needed a private investigator on our show. Oh, uh, yeah, well. What, what yeah. you need is a PI. <laughs> oh, just because, as Tom's mom would say, where are we going to get private investigator money? <laughs> exactly. It exist. That's exactly so right. so funny. God. We need a PI for this show. Why not? <laughs> yeah. A private investigator. We could just, like, send it on people that, like, we... Just for fun. Like, we could follow around Justin. Really, how much money is he really spending mm-hmm. on golf? Like, I really, Ooh. I would, I could look at our finances, but why don't we do a PI on mm-hmm. Justin? He's one of the most <laughs> boring people in the world. And just, just get I photos of him. Yeah, I was going to say, we could get yeah. Officer Dave a big giant bush. And <laughs> okay, then- oh, I was going to say, out of that'd all people in the world, you are, you're standout quite you a bit. Think he's, just, stand- he's wearing glasses. Yeah. Is that oak tree walking at me? This is weird. <laughs> <It was. laughs> Honest to God. That's a great You and a bush. I just, I'm thinking about it right now. Like Catherine would turn around and be like, Dave, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop following me. Bye. It's all true. Is Kent with us as well? Yeah, he is. Oh, I just wanted to make sure he Good was. Good morning. Mr. Herbeck, how are you, sir? Mr. Mr. Herbeck. Uh-huh. I'm uh, very fine. Thank you. Well, I called you that. Oh, kid. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was very nice. <laughs> you got a couple of hundred I can borrow? That's the only reason I called you Mr. So. Uh, <laughs> he goes, no. Hey, I, uh, you're talking about retirement, Tommy. Uh, yesterday was 29 years ago that I uh, played my stumble and flopped my way around on the field for the last time. 29 wow. years ago. Yeah, can I you can't believe take that? It. I, I, just, oh, can't, I remember that like it was yesterday in the press too. conference. Yep. Oh my! When when you well, because you said the funniest thing I've ever when they took the tapper out of the clubhouse, I knew I was done. I'm like, <laughs> Kent Herbeck's my kind of guy, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Ladies yep. and gentlemen, Minnesota legend Ken Herbeck Sports. I always have to laugh when I. Why do I have to call you after forty years of knowing you, Minnesota legend? You don't Ken. have to. You don't have to. That's okay. fine. Okay, here we go. Massive I pain in the ass. Back. I can call you massive pain in the ass, can I? <laughs> there you go. There yeah. you go. Ken Herbeck Sports brought to you exclusively by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda at the ballpark up north or in your fridge. Killebrew Root Beer and Cream Soda bringing you Ken Herbeck and, of course, Phil Mackey. I'd love to talk baseball, but there's no such thing in this market for the past week. Leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. What happened? What happened? What? what, what did, every time this team goes on a run, it's like they get scared of their own shadow or something. You know? Hey, what did what did we talk about the last couple of weeks? We talked about you get all fired up about the way these guys play, and then then it's like, oh man, we're gonna make a run. We what, what you got the yep. four and a half front, and then <laughs> again, <laughs> back to the fart noises were you, again. Were you pooping the bed there, Kent? Is that what you were doing? <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it. Uh, yeah, and even in Detroit, which is you know, what are they? They're like seven games back from the Twins. Um, they're not giving up. Get shut out two games in a row. You know the guys. You think they're starting to hit? And they score a bunch of runs, and but you know what? I guess we're gonna have to get used to that because that's what's happened. Been happening all year long. But it's so amazing to blow a team out, uh, or a couple of teams at that point, five games in a row, and then you turn the corner and get your ass handed to you in Detroit. It's just how does that happen? That's baseball. That's what makes it so good. There's no clock. You know, you played, you might have a hot pitcher that day. Somebody might be swinging. It's, it's a weird game. Believe me. That's why I retired 29 years ago. <laughs> it still, got too weird for me. You know how old you're making me feel? I felt like a, a little boy when I met you, but I actually was in my 30s. So what the hell? Yes, we are all getting older. But wiser. <laughs> oh, wiser, yeah. But yes. wiser. Budweiser. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's what it is. <laughs> exactly. Made God. himself laugh on that one, didn't you? He did. He made himself laugh. I heard it. There's no question about it. But, uh, yeah, look, I, I watch the games. I ride. Unfortunately, you know, Phil, well, Phil's lucky because, unfortunately, Judd is the one that takes the brunt of all my complaining about the Twins because I text back and forth with him during the games. So, unfortunately, Judd has to... He's not happy right now because of my texting, I bet. I mean, you're welcome to text me, too, but I feel like, so he's probably going to be a, a, he's going to enable it more than I would. I would probably tell you, hey, in fact, I'm going through, because we're, uh, we have a twins podcast that we do a few times a week, and we're doing a, we're doing an episode today, and uh, there's an email from a listener that came in this morning, and you could replace, I'm going to read you part of this, you could replace the word Judd with Tom very easily here, and it would be the same so uh, Cody emails, hey, Phil, why do Twins fans like Judd or Tom freak out and panic with every loss or poor streak by this team? I love the Twins, but I'm realistic. You're going to lose some. You're going to win some. I'm waiting until October to judge this team. Judd and Tom. So who wrote that? Uh, Cody. Cody. <laughs> Why don't you go F yourself, Cody? <laughs> Take that home with you, buddy. Now, I understand this position. I do because I've been a Twins fan since I was nine years old. I love the Twins. When they win five in a row, when they get their ass handed to them three in a row, I still love them. It's just I love them so much that it affects me emotionally. That's the difference. There's a, there's a big oh. emotion for me in the Minnesota Twins. There's no doubt about that. You've had an emotional... Uh, roller coaster ride this summer, then that's the thing. <laughs> no doubt. What do you mean this summer? It's been since 1986, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the truth? It is. Um, yeah, it's uh That's a pretty good comment there by Cody, though, to say that. Uh, yeah, you, you know, he's waiting till October to to figure this out because you you know they're mathematically still in it because they're in first. Mm-hmm. And get us like we talked about it before. Get us, get us there, and we got some pitching that can get us there, hopefully. And and uh, but then again, like I said, we got to score some runs, which uh, was a little tough going here the last couple of days. But uh, hey, got a chip in the chair. I'm going to keep saying it. We're, we're still there. Well, there's no question about it. Uh, obviously, and and once again, you and I have talked about this many times. I think I literally was the only person in 87 that thought you guys were going to win the World Series. Everybody else was like, oh, God, they're... What'd you win that? How many games did you win that year? 85, 86, something like that? 
yes, I believe it was 85, wasn't it? I think it was 85, yes. Yeah. So everybody's like, ah, oh, they're so mediocre. They're good at home, but they're bad on the road, and blah, blah, blah. And you guys had to go on the road for four out of the seven games. Uh, so they thought, well, this team doesn't, doesn't win on the road, so there's no way they're going to win this series. And then same thing with the World Series. The four games were in uh, St. Louis and uh, three back here, and they said, oh, they'll never be. They'd lose too much on the no, road. No, you got that wrong. We had four at home. For, for, the, for St. Louis? Yeah. Oh, I thought you guys went on the road for two, came home for three, and went on the road for two. No, we were at home for two, on the road for three, and back home for two. Oh, you know what? I just thought of something. I was still drinking then. Mm. Anyway, so, <laughs> moving, so moving forward. That'll do you. My, my, my question, though, because I – and year I, is it? <laughs> the 87 comparisons, I agree that it, it kind of gives you hope for – and it is funny when people stretch it. You know, there'll be like a – a crappy twins team that's 20 games under 500 and people are like well you know the 87 team it's like well the 87 <laughs> team well they only won 62 games and they won the world series but i think my question for this year's team is who is the kirby puckett who is the kent herbeck who oh, yeah. is the you know the frank viola or if you want to go to 91 who's the jack morris right there's some right. talent here but who, but if you want to if you want to go deep into october you need uh you need someone to put the team on their back for a couple of right. games here and there, and I don't know who that is yet. Well, you know what, though? You, you look at it, too. I mean, the, the Pucks and the Morris has got us through the you know, through the season, uh, the Gaetis, uh the Bernanskis, all these guys. But then if you look at when the playoffs started, um, the Timmy Laudners, the, you know, Timmy was a, had a, was a buck 96 or something. Right. Like his back. Yep. Or whatever. Timmy had a great playoff and series for us. A guy like Steve Lombardozzi stepped up and had a great uh, – Lombo had a great year, I mean, a, a good year playing second base that year in 87. But, man, during the during the playoffs, uh, got some huge hits for us. Guys like Greg Gagney, who, uh, uh, you know, our solid everyday shortstop for you, wasn't really hitting that well, but uh, really had a good playoff in World Series. So, um it definitely takes the whole team, but like you say, well, you got to have somebody jump on your back. And I, you know, I think they look to to Korea for for that help. I think you know he's been there, and it sounds like he's you know he's the leader in the clubhouse. And and uh, I don't know, maybe he's not leading enough well, well enough now. Maybe he, he needs to leading. do some back exercises before he can uh, put the team on <laughs> yeah. his back. Yeah, and then hopefully he, uh, when if they do make it there, he's got some experience and. Uh, can help them help them through this, but uh, yeah, because you got some young guys on this club that uh, you know could make a statement. But uh, uh, you know, when you get in those playoffs, it's it's a different different atmosphere, and, and things get amped up, and um, you got to get lucky. Uh, I know I've been there, and uh, we got lucky. We had fun, and, and same thing with these guys. They could they could stumble around, surprise some people. So. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sitting here in the chair watching them every night if I can, or listening to them on the radio, and and uh, hoping for the best come October. Why would you have to mention Brunanski? Just kidding. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> my boy Bruno, man, he's my roomie. My roomie Bruno. God, I haven't <laughs> talked to Brunanski, and probably it's been thirty years since I talked to Brunanski. It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Uh, fun times back there with the boys, but, uh, yeah, these, these guys are, uh, are, uh, yeah, 
they're pissing us off and they're making us happy all in one. <laughs> That's great. It's, it's great theater. It's nothing else. It's great theater. No, it is. No right. question about it. And I think all the divisions, if you look at all the divisions, there's a couple teams that are, are uh, you know, you thought uh, Atlanta there, were they like six games up on, on uh, who the heck are they ahead of? Um, help me out here. Um who are you talking about? Uh, which division? You no, know, Atlanta. Oh, they're, they're nine games up or nine and a half games up on Philadelphia. Oh, that, yeah. yeah. Over the, the Central in the National League, is there's two teams within uh, three games. The Dodgers are six games up on uh, on the uh, on San Francisco. Uh, the American League, there's still, there's all, you know, things are going to go down to the wire here. So, uh I like it. It makes for fun baseball, and, and you yeah. know you got to put yourself in position. That's what TK always told us back in the day. Hey, put yourself in a position to have a chance. And September rolls around, and uh, they are right now. So it'll make for fun baseball this fall. It'll be, it'll be meaning, be meaningful to sit and watch and listen in the boat or going out of the ballpark and watch them play. It's going to be meaningful. So that'll be fun. You know what's amazing? It's like year 14 at Target Field, I think, the 14th season here. We've yet to really test drive Target Field beyond the first week of October. You know, we know. Yeah. Let's, get a, let's get a baseball game on like October 23rd at Target Field and watch everyone freak out when their snow flurries coming down. <laughs> right? We haven't, like, we haven't. They, like, the, October 4th is like the latest we've ever had a baseball game there. So let's right. test drive this thing in the winter. Heat it up. Let's have some fun, yeah. God, I saw it happen back at the old Met. Starts snowing during a Twins game, man. <laughs> God, like what? Yep, but that happens. What are you going to play? Hey, many times in the spring when we were playing at old Bloomington Kennedy High School in the spring when we first got out on the field, there would be snow flurries and we'd have jackets on underneath our uniform uh, trying to warm up to pitch a game and there'd be snow flurries in the air. But you know what? You were playing ball. You were, the season was starting. You were all jacked up to play, so uh, you didn't care. You got used to that stuff. A little different than playing like in Florida or something as a high school kid. But um, yeah, you you, uh, you learn to play in that stuff no matter what it's doing out there. So let's yeah, yeah let's give that a chance. Let's let's see what happens at the end of October here at Target Field. That would be fun. I'm fired up about it. By the way, you just gave me a great memory. The old Met. I'm in the front row right behind the visitors' dugout, and Al Bumbry in town with the Baltimore Orioles. So I just kind of lean. He's about 10, 15 feet from me, and I go, Al, why don't you come play for the Twins? He goes, What's the matter with you, boy? It's way too cold here. <laughs> <laughs> That's yep. Funny. Al wanted nothing to do with the colder temperatures. Smart man. <laughs> so, hey, so, Phil, what about our Vikings last night? Oh, oh, I like it. Um, would you like me to start with the uh, the scouting report on the third team defense or the fourth team defense? <laughs> I can go anywhere here. I've got notes. I was up till twelve thirty last night, just just pounding out notes for Purple Daily today, our daily Vikings podcast. There you go. And what'd you come up with? Uh, I mean, don't well, reveal so, all. Here's the best part about that preseason game last night. So, Kirk Cousins. Not going to play in these preseason games. No, the, the starting no. quarterback, like the starters, there was like one starter who played. It was the, it was last year they had a rookie right guard who gave up the most sacks of anyone in the NFL. And they're like, you're going to play preseason because you were terrible last year. Right. Everyone else. So Kirk Cousins, 
It's an off night for him, right? He spent the entire first half wearing his helmet with the chin strap locked in on the sidelines. Just <laughs> mental reps on the sidelines, fully strapped in, ready to peak Kirk Cousins last night in Seattle. It's great. Well, it's that's the way some people get ready, right? Yeah. Did you on on an off day for you? I mean, would you have uh, would you have the pine tar holding the bat in the dugout, just you know, just ready to rock and roll? So you had to put your uniform on. You can't just sit in the dugout with uh, sweatpants right. on. No. Yeah. You uh, you try to keep yourself busy by doing something, eating about fourteen packs of sunflower seeds, <laughs> and chewing all the bubble gum and spitting everywhere. But uh, yeah. That's why TK kept putting me out in the field because he hated me when I was in the dugout when I wasn't just playing. Who ate all crazy. the sunflower seeds? <laughs> ah, that damn Herbeck. We're over budget. Once again, sitting uh, right behind the dugout for all those years, I listened and watched it all happen. He's not making it up as he goes. So there was some sunflower seeds in that dugout, I'll tell you. Who's the guy passed out in a pile of sunflower seeds over there? Oh, it's just hurry. It's His sodium intake is insane. <laughs> You're retaining a little water there, Kent. Come on. Yeah. All right, I know you boys got to hit the road, but uh, okay, you got to get back to baseball for one second. I do think because of 1987, the Twins always have a chance. I understand they win several, they lose several. Sometimes they're great, sometimes they're horrible. That was pretty much the 87 Twins. On the, at home, they were untouchable. On the road, they couldn't win a damn thing. Right. But I still got faith. They they could look. My belief is going into playoffs, they win the division. I'm going to pull for my twins because I did in 87 and I'll do it again. Perfect. Yeah, we'll check we'll check those text message logs with Judd and see just how much you bitch about you them this weekend. We'll, uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> you been looking at Judd's text messages, have you? We're going to go we're going to go through them and see just how loyal yeah. you are to the twins here. Yeah, I love that idea. Mr. Herbeck right. knows how loyal. They, they have a they have a new venue here in Philadelphia. They haven't played there a lot. The Twins are going into Philadelphia. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. What's uh, what's going on? Uh, Philadelphia is playing okay. They're about, I guess, they're playing the same way the Twins are. They're, I think their records are pretty close to the same. It'll be interesting. They'll probably walk away with three games, win, and then come back here and play Detroit. And <laughs> they're, not, they're not losing to Detroit at home. No way. No, I'm not no buying way. it. I'm not Ooh, buying it. Okay. Forget well, it. Have, we'll talk about that next uh, Friday, I guess. We'll find out. Okay, when you come on, I'm going to go, don't talk to me today. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just sit quietly on just air. sit quietly. <laughs> All right, fellas, thank you so much. I love this every Friday. It's wonderful. Thank you. All right, All right guys. Go Twins. Good talk. See you, boys. Good talk. And girls. <laughs> Indeed. Go Twins and take the Vikings with you. <laughs> Go far away. That used to be the deal. Ladies and gentlemen, Ken Herbeck Sports on the Tom Bernard Morning Show is presented once again by Killebrew Old Fashioned Root Beer and Cream Soda. Start your next memory at your favorite grocery or convenience store today. Find a store near you at killebrewrootbeer.com. Um, this next bit, I'm going to have to look at Brittany the entire... Uh, this is a news story from the National News. But I can't look at the two of you. I have to look to my right. The whole story. Okay. Okay, you ready? This is an actual headline in the international news. This is not just national. It's international. Austrian supermarket chain. This is the banana section. Yeah. Okay. Spider with bite that can cause permanent boners invades store. 
Permy boner. <laughs> Walking around with, with a boner every minute of every day. A supermarket in Austria was evacuated. They evacuated this. Now, I've seen that by, I've never seen a live spider, but I have bought a bunch of bananas back in the day, and you peel one off, and there's a dead spider in there. That's mm -hmm. terrifying. It does happen. Uh, supermarket in Austria was evacuated after a highly venomous spider was spotted in the store and the creature. Oh, by the way, they show a picture of the spider. Uh, according to the picture, the spider is about, oh, the size of Officer Dave. Ah! <laughs> they always do that. Oh, they sensi yeah. yeah, sensationalize it. They like mm -hmm. zoom they it. Sometimes it's not even the actual spider that does the bite. I mean, it's so funny how a lot of things in nature are quite small that are the most dangerous. Okay, TMZ just sent over a picture. There are about 7,000 bunches of bananas. There's a spider the size of a St. Bernard dog. And there's a guy looking down his pants to see if he's got a boner. Of course there is. Nice. Yeah. It's really, really nice. I think I got bit by one of those spiders in ninth grade. That's you so know, let gross. me tell you. Mm -hmm. You're such a little gross And then it finally boy. went away later on in life. Fucking around with a bony. Okay, I want to know the science behind this. Like, is it neurological? Is it vascular? Like, what, what causes a spider bite? To cause a perma-boner. I will see if they bring that up. The deadly arachnid in question is the Brazilian wandering spider was reportedly spotted in the store. The creature has reached uh, Europe before, usually by hiding in bunches of bananas. Yeah, that's, I've heard of that. The four-inch, oh, it's four inches. I got to show you this picture. Right. And it four turns out that it's... still a big-ass Well, spider. I know, but look at the picture I of know. the spider they put in there. Well, it's like a tarantula. Okay, yeah. Okay, that's your spider they put in there. Oh right? yeah, that's, yeah, no, that's yeah. real. Close. I also think <laughs> that the guy. I also think that the guy pulling God. his boxers out. Yes. Is definitely making more than enough room than he needs. I yeah. would have to agree. <laughs> that, that's also four inches. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe on a good day. Yeah. If, if indeed, yeah, it doesn't really. I'm going to go to the bottom of the story, see if it, it'll reveal any of what you're asking here. Yeah. Uh, it's super scary. The spider is still on the loose despite an extensive search of the store. Oh, so the spider got away. That's not good. It does not say what it does, though. Uh, the Brazilian, one, Brazilian wandering spider featured in the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's most venomous arachnid, and its bite can also cause hypothermia, blurred vision, and convulsions. I guess I'd take the permaboner over that. In addition to erections, it says at the end. So that's mm. good. Yeah, so, out of all that, it, that was, that's a Basham question. We should ask him to tell us why a spider bite could cause permanent erections. And is it like a non-enjoyable one? Like, are you sitting there going, oh, oh, like That's screaming? called priapism. Priapism. Well, well that's, yeah, well, priapism right. is, a, is an automatic result of an injury. Yep, a head injury or usually or spine injury, right? Yeah, so that that would be traced back to just blood flow in general or cuz I don't think that's neurological. But this would be really interesting to know why that this would cause that. Also like what does it do to women? Yeah. Like good question. I don't think many people would argue that this uh, was a great name to begin with, but how do you feel about this new PC name? Gen Z has decided. This is Gen Z. So is that you? No, I'm millennial, but thank you. So Gen Z's after you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Has decided that white tank tops for men should no longer be called wife beaters because obviously that doesn't play well in 2023. So the new term is wife pleaser? Oh, God. What? Okay, I do have to admit, a lot of people don't even know 
that are younger that the word beater comes from wife beater. Yeah. Yeah. Like I didn't learn that until way oh, yeah, later beater. in my life. We'd yeah. call, oh yeah, just throw on a beater, let's go. And then, you know, especially if you watch the Godfather, you go, oh God, those are aptly named. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think we said it for years and had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah. I mean, yeah. my brother, you know, like a 12 year old boy running around Stillwater was throwing, I'm going to throw out my beater. Like he has no idea no. that he's right. talking about slapping a woman around. Mm-hmm. Like no one seems to know where the term wife beater originally came from. Some sources say it was a, a guy who killed his wife in 1947 and was photographed in one. Also, Marlon Brando wore one when he played an abusive husband in 1951's A Streetcar Named Desire. Uh, they didn't call it that, though. I thought, it no. came, I thought it came from, wasn't there officers that... That's what they. That's what they would call somebody who was arrested for domestic violence. They were usually wearing those. Yeah, and yeah. That's, I think it's, it, it originated with police officers saying, you yeah. know, "The man over there is wearing a wife beater," because that was what they equated domestic violence to. That would make sense. Yeah, I can't imagine anybody you ever dated ever took a swing at you. I, I no. couldn't see that happening. I had an ex though. Once we were in a big argument, he punched the wall like two inches in front of me. Well. Jesus. Was and that the last time you were in the room with him? Oh, yeah, for sure. It <laughs> yeah, was exactly. one of those moments where, like, at the time, too, and I just Ooh. remember being like, don't show any. In reality, like, I should have been like, get the hell out of here. But my, like, my brain kicked in. It was like, act cool about this, get him out of your apartment, and then never talk to him again. But I remember at the time, I was like, oh, big deal. Oh, I could punch a wall too. But my mind was like, oh my God, (laughs) holy Christ. So wait a minute, this happened at your apartment? Yeah. Did he put a hole in the wall in your? Yeah, like, I know. Jesus. But I mean, I wasn't getting that deposit back anyway, so that was the least of my (laughs) worries. Oh, well. Real talk, like I may have spilled spilled nail polish on the carpet as well. But uh, yeah, it was terrible. And it was that moment of going, okay, you can see how this happens to people because no matter what, there's a ramping process where it's yeah. like a, there's like a test. A part of me goes, was it really that big of a deal? You know, when you get away from it a little bit, was it really that big of a deal? And like when you're in it, you can see how there's like a testing process. Yeah. And that guy, I'm sure, ended up being a great guy and we were in our chaotic 20s and like whatever. Yeah. But at that moment, like if it would have maybe been a smaller test, I probably would have been okay with it if we would have ramped up to that. But like, because it was just this big jump of, oh my God, physical, almost physical violence, like showcasing that, you know, he could punch Jesus. me if he wanted to. God. I was like, all right, out. Like, you know, and of course at the time I'm like, whatever. And we like lived, you know, I was acting like everything was fine, got him out. I remember locking the door and being like, I will never talk to that person again. Good for you. Good move. We've got to take a break here. Be right back. Timmy Lammers will join us right after this. This is Tommy B. for our buddies at Niemeyer Trailer Sales. They've been a part of Minnesota since 1965. The name says it all. They are family. If you want to take your passion on the road and make memories camping wherever you want, no motors but pulled trailer RVs, go to Niemeyer Trailer Sales. Father Jim Sr. started the business, and the brother and sister team, Tim and Lisa, handle Albertville with Jim Jr. at the helm in Elko New Market. They're the best name in non-motorized RVs with great deals on the best brands like Rockwood and Northwood. Niemeyer Trailer Sales truly outservices their competition with personable employees, often sons and daughters of this third-generation family-owned business. They simply do what they say they will do every time because their name is on the building. And with a huge selection and RV service pros, you will leave satisfied no matter what you're looking for. Niemeyer takes care of every memory maker, I mean customers, of course, that come in their Albert Villa Elko Newmarket location. 
Head to N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S dot com and put your passion on the road. Niemeyer Trailer Sales. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million pillows sold, Mike Lindell and the MyPillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. Queen-size MyPillow's regular price is $69.98, now only $19.98 and just $10 more for king-size. MyPillow's patented fill adjusts your exact individual needs to help you get the best sleep ever. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to get Mike's amazing offer on the queen-size MyPillow for only $19.98. Enter promo code TOM. In addition to this special anniversary offer on the MyPillows, you will also receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. Take advantage of the biggest sale in MyPillows history. Go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOM. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Lammers brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury lawyers seeking justice for the injured. Contact Bradshaw and Bryant at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Timmy Lammers, how are you, sir? I'm good. I, I uh, logged in and I heard you guys talking about white beaters, so I uh, certainly wi- switched into a t-shirt instead because, excuse me, I was wearing a wife pleaser this morning. <laughs> a wife pleaser. That's exactly what it is now. Wife Stop it! Can we just call it what it is? You guys are wearing tank tops, and like I'm sick yeah. of giving men names that are different. If you're yeah. if you're if you're barbecuing, you're also cooking. If you're wearing a tank top, I'm going to start calling it a tank top. Sorry, there's no such yeah. thing as a purse. That's a purse, and we're fine with it. What's a tank top? Yeah, to be honest with you, I have I, never no owned excuse. a tank top. Oh, the, the wife no white beater or beater. I've never. When I was younger, I was really this skinny. You know, push me over with a feather sort of guy. Now I could probably wear one, but I got this big gut, so it really looked. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you too. It, it looked like a wife beater. I'm telling you, and we walking around looking, talking like this, and people say he's a wife beater. He's a wife. Seen him. I've seen him. Got one of them newfangled t-shirts on, where it just come down like this. Yeah. So Timmy, I so, need your help this week. Yeah. Catherine is staying over at Alex and Dan's house because they're out of town, and she's watching the kids. 
So yeah. I'm going to go and hang out with them during the day, but then I'll go home by myself. So tonight and tomorrow night, I'm going to need some stuff to watch when I get home. What do you got? Well, I'm going to give you something that may want to get you to the theater. Really? Uh, I know that, yeah. I, I mean, this the one is right up your alley. You might actually want to pick up Alex for this one, Tom, because okay. I know you love horror movies. And if you notice, right here, Bela Lugosi, right there, come to me, come Kids, to me. a real scary movie. Yeah, it's just one one-thousandth of my uh, horror film uh, memorabilia collection. This is from my favorite toy company, NECA. I got a oh. Frankenstein, too. And, uh, yeah, I, I, love, I love monster movies. I love monster movie stuff. This week is a movie called The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Okay, this is interesting because how many hundreds of Dracula movies have we had in the last century? Literally. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's been 101 years since we got Nosferatu. I'm not kidding. You. So it has been 100 years. This is unique because what it does is it takes a chapter out of Bram Stoker's Dracula called The Captain's Log that examines what happens aboard this merchant ship that's transporting Dracula's crate from Carpathia oh. to London. Okay, so that's what the movie's about. It's framed within that chapter. There's a little tiny bit that involves Carfax Abbey, which you're aware of, obviously, if you've seen Bela Lugosi's Dracula or anything else like that. So I love this. I love that people are being really creative in tackling this tale. Dracula does not look like Bela Lugosi. What Dracula <clears throat> looks like, maybe more like um, Max Schreck's Count Orlock, also known as Dracula, in Nosferatu. He's like a half-man, half-bat. Obviously, the uh, crew is unaware of what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, daytime is fine. At night, when night falls, Dracula needs to feed. He has this thirst for blood, the bloody, blood-sucking vampire. So, one by one, he starts to pick off the crew. So, you know how <clears throat> it's going to end, right? That doesn't matter. It is so thrilling from beginning to end. Again, just for the fact that it is an original take on Dracula, it's it's thank God, you know. And it, it's uh, it, it it's old school. It's like a period film. You know, a lot of these remakes uh, of of the horror films now they got to take it into modern day, and it just doesn't yeah. work. It just does not work. Uh, I, I talked with the director, Andre Overdahl, for this, and he said, yeah, if I would have made it um, a modern film, it's like people would have, you know, cell phones on the boat. You know, it's like, get us out of here. You know, right, right. <laughs> it just wouldn't work. So, you know, what he did, he did was he, he took this tale, everything's period. Much of it is practical, real ship, real Dracula. Um, it's not CGI. It looks like it could be. But it's this really tall, lumbering actor who's appeared in movies like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which was done by Overdahl and Guillermo del Toro. He's done stuff. He was in a couple of the It movies, not as Pennywise, but as other characters. He was uh, the, the uh, tall man in uh, The Conjuring Part 2. I mean, so you got this guy who physically looks like this creature, you know, except for he's loaded with makeup. So that's thrilling. On top of that, my buddy, your buddy, David Dasmelchin, oh, is like one him. of the members in, in this. Yeah, and, and ironically, I mean, I talk with David every film, but he can't do interviews. Nobody, None of the actors can do interviews. Oh, that's right. It's like after strike. So I did talk with him when the film went into production. He just gave me 
you know, 10 seconds about it. So, you know, we didn't talk in depth, but I would love to because I am so fascinated with this movie. You know, as a monster movie fan, you can really be disappointed if it doesn't live up to snuff. Play, you know, movies like Tom Cruise being in a modern day version of The Mummy. It just, again, it doesn't work. I love Tom Cruise. Yeah. I love his films, but you, just you have know, to have it in the right setting and have the right atmosphere. And this film has it. Tim, you know what worked really well in modern day is when uh, they did it with Midnight Mass. I would say oh, yeah. that was the only one I've seen successfully do it. I don't know if you saw that, Tom, but the whole concept is it's a kind of a island that's separated um, in it, it was like a, you didn't realize it was a vampire movie till you're like in it, in it. Um, but I do have a question. So while this vampire is on this boat, does he have to like ask his prey before he kills them? Like if they no. do an essential job? Because it's like, you no. don't want to kill the navigator no. if you're trying to get to your location. Like a part of me would be like, wait, how responsible are you on this boat? Like before he bites in. <laughs> I love well, how she started with the accident and then caved in. <laughs> well, I, think, I was talking I think, to the guy you know, and he told me. I don't know. Depending on how far it is to land, you know, this Dracula has wings. So I don't know. Okay. I mean, that's part of it I guess they didn't address. I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. No movie is perfect, but obviously you know the fate of the Demeter is sealed, right? It's predictable in that sense. But I just love the creativity that went into this picture. And, Tom, I know that we have indeed talked about Midnight Mass before. Mm -hmm. It's a Netflix yes. series. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, that is a good series. You're right, Brittany. Also on Netflix, I believe it's still on there. It's been a few years since I've seen it. It's simply called Dracula, and it's another take on Dracula, like a miniseries, which takes place in different time periods, which does become more modern, but it does start out, as a period piece. Oh, cool. I'll so have to check I that out. I would recommend that one as well. So <clears throat> you have um, Midnight Mass, if you haven't seen it, uh, Dracula on Netflix. Those two options on Netflix, Tom. Also, you were talking about if you're going to sit around, man, I, I, this guy was such of a disaster in the NFL, but it is so fascinating seeing the new Netflix documentary series called Untold. And there is an episode called Untold Johnny Football. About oh, John God, Madden. yes. I mean, it's really strange because he seems really humbled by going boom and bust. Right. Because this guy went as, as he was as big a bust as they come. Mm -hmm. And so you do see that huge rise of his, this big surprise of him uh, going to Texas A&M and just kicking ass the first year and winning the Heisman Trophy. And he got a chip on his shoulder because Texas A&M was raking in hundreds of millions of dollars and you can't pay college players anything. Right. Yeah. Right. So he found a way to make money through signing autographs, I guess you could say illegally. I mean, it wasn't a law by law, you know, with, with the school. Um, so in a way you kind of see a standpoint. I mean, you can see why he was pissed because it's like, well, why should they rake in all the money and I don't get anything? Well, you are getting a free scholarship and basically everything right. else handed to you on that, <laughs> right. in that respect. So there was a little bit of sympathy there. But, you know, apart from that, I mean, the, his behavior off the field, not only at Texas A&M, it's when he hit the Browns. You know, right. he fell in the draft. I mean, the, 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 the writing was on the wall then, but he fell in the draft to 22. Cleveland drafted him, and it was a freaking disaster from start to finish. I mean, this guy went off the rails had allegations of, you know, domestic violence against him. 
you know, getting drunk and not remembering where he was the night before he's in Vegas, he's missing team meetings, et cetera, et cetera. The one thing that they do not cover, surprisingly, I thought, well, let's not show two failures. Uh, the CFL. They didn't show any of his CFL stuff. But, oh, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, which I thought was surprising. Yeah, it's about an hour 15, uh, the hour 15, hour 20, but I would check it out. Yeah, it's it's terrific stuff. It's just fascinating. And the guy is, you know, people like him, they crave attention, right? Yeah. So it should not surprise you that he is largely telling his own story, but he burned a lot of bridges along the way, and they show a lot of these people. I mean, he really pissed off his parents, his agent, his agent introduced himself by saying, I regretfully represented him for so many years or something like that. And he had a best friend since high school that uh, he burned bridges with him as well, and they've never been repaired. So this guy, um, apparently, Sandy told me he's going to be opening a bar in uh, wherever, what is the college town, whatever, Texas A&M. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wherever yeah. that is. Yeah, so that's what he's going to be doing now. But, oh, man, it's it's still fascinating. But talking about a guy that pissed away millions of dollars on nothing. That's very, very true. All right, so, Pally. Well, we're gonna next week I want to talk to you about who's scarier, actual Dracula or Count Floyd. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I loved Count Floyd, man, on SCTV. Or Count from Sesame Street. So. Kid, it's a real scary movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's so Who's funny. Who's the one that was a George Analyst and let's smoke some shit? No, let's Who's smoke some. I don't, uh, what, I, I don't drink wine and I don't smoke shit. <laughs> That's what he said. It was phenomenal. Same. Yeah, so I, I just, again, it's a perfect entry into the whole Dracula cinematic universe. I mean, I just love the movie. So, again, check it out. Uh, Officer Dave, do you like scary movies? Are you going to go see it? I'm not a scary movie guy. I'm, I'm your, yeah, I'm, I am a big sugar tit. Um, <laughs> I got my Mount Rushmore of Marvel heroes today, so. Well, there you go. That works, too. Yep. That works too. What about Brittany? You've seen, if you've seen Midnight Mass. I love scary movies. I've been to quite a few with Alex and Tom. We, I just yep, love scary movies. I, yeah, I'm definitely down to clown. I probably would wait on this one um, because I think you can probably see this one not in theaters, but I do. I will for sure at some point see this. Yeah, yeah. Big Screen is definitely the place to see it. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. Good yeah. What's it yeah. called again? And, and Rudy, Rudy, are you, gonna see, are you a scary movie guy? I mean, I, I know you see enough scary stuff when you're looking at the audience doing stand-up. So. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not really a scary movie guy, but if this is a, something I got to see in theaters, I'm all right with it. Going to see a scary movie in a theater, I'm in with. I hate, so I hate being at home in the dark in my living room under a blank. I can't do that. I, I, I need love, people around me. Yeah. yeah. There's just too many ways a movie can be interrupted. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. you, you just got to have that constant flow that's going. So, yeah. All right. So uh, that is all I have for this week. Don't go put my wife Peter shirt back on and uh, there you go around the house, my big gut hanging out and stuff like that. All right, Pally. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Have a great uh, weekend, everybody. See you, Ladies Tim. and gentlemen, Tim Lammer, sponsored by Bradshaw and Bryant Personal Injury Lawyers. That's going to do it. Talk to you next week.